For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hi, guys. Welcome to the activism call. Um, I think I'm going to call it advocating for uh, activism, if you guys agree with that, unless you guys have something better. I'm always open to that. Um, and, you know, I don't think I need to give a bunch of rules. It's just uh, be courteous to one another and hear each other out. And what I'm going to do is um, I'm just going to mute the room and then go through everybody that is here and just give your name and state um, if you like, or you can just give your state. So I'll go ahead and mute it, and we'll go down the um, we'll go down the list here. Hi, uh, are you interested in giving your name? Uh, me? Yes. Um, uh, Alice. And I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Northwest California. And I've been a victim since uh, living in Las Vegas, 1994. Okay. Northwest California. Hi, it's Roseanne in Northern California. Hi, Roseanne. Hi. E.S. California. California. I don't know what ES is, but okay, I'm gonna have to give your name. Georgia. Hi, it's Vaughn. I'm in Wisconsin. Hi, Vaughn. Glad you're here. Glad you're doing this, Ella. No problem. Illinois. This is Kim from the Chicago area. Hi, Kim. Central California. Central California, do you want to give your name? I'm Lydia. Lydia. Okay, great. Hi. Hi. South New York, do you want to give your name? Uh, For the recording, I use Ben in New York area. Okay, Ben. And New York. New York, would you like to give your name again? That was me. That was me. It was Ben in New York area. There's two people, but there's another New York here, too. And here here comes another New Yorker. Okay, then we have this New Yorker. I know. This is Mikey. Who's the other New Yorker you got on it? I don't know. They didn't say who they were. Let's see. And we have a New Yorker here. I know that. Mike, do you want to give your name, even though I just gave it? <laughs> I, I didn't know you were talking about me. Yes, my name is, uh, wait a minute, my name is Mike, Mike Mason, and I'm here from upper, uh, from Western New York State near Buffalo. Okay. Okay, guys. So, um, 
Well, one thing that's come up this week, and we can discuss whatever it is that you guys choose to. Um, there is a man, um, he's a whistleblower, and his name is Jeffrey Sterling, and he is in prison. And um, he recently had a heart attack, I believe about three or four days ago, and he's not getting the medical care he needs. So we kind of need a community or activists within our community to take some action um, and call. I have a couple of numbers here. I will... Um, I will go ahead and read part of the letter here and um, let you know what's going on with this gentleman. And we have a couple of, and if you want, and you haven't received this email, I did send it out to quite a few people, um, I can forward it to you. I'll just have to get your name. Anyway, the gentleman's name is, like I said, it's Jeffrey Sterling, and he suffered a heart attack in prison. And John Kirikow, I might be saying his name wrong, who is also a whistleblower, who also served time um, under the Espionage Act, is advocating on his behalf. And um, basically, it's saying that, um, let's see here, Jeffrey Sterling and his battle to, uh, to get adequate medical care while incarcerated in the Federal Correctional Institute at Inglewood, Colorado. Jeffrey has a history of atrial fibs. He has had several medical episodes in prison related to his heart, and prison officials have refused to allow him to see an outside cardiologist or to go to the hospital for tests. Jeffrey's wife, Holly Sterling, has reached out to John and uh, mentioned that he had had a heart attack and says that she believes that things are getting worse for Jeffrey, and he had another episode today, had to go to the medic. He was playing darts and began sweating profusely, heart pounding, and chest pain. Jeffrey was informed for the first time of his blood work results. He had high levels of troponin, troponin, I believe is how you say it, uh, uh, and certain proteins in the blood, and these proteins are released when the heart muscle has been damaged, such as occurs with a heart attack. The more damage there is to the heart, the greater the amount of tropin, troponin, T, and in the blood. And so um, Kate Ryan has sent me this letter, and I would love to send it forward it to anybody who maybe wants to take some action with me. Um, so she has suggested, let's see here, Holly Sterling has been tire, tireless in her work to get her husband to a cardiologist. She asked Jeffrey's sentencing judge, Leone Brinkema, to intervene. Brinkema refused. She then enlisted the support of Norman Solomon's Roots, Act, Roots Action, which has asked supporters to call Warden Deborah Denham. And there's a phone number. The thing is, when I called, they are now uh, transferring the calls to someone else. Um, you actually can't get Deborah Denham's uh, voicemail, but you can get someone who is like a representative uh, for um, the facility um, that does like the PR for the facility. Um, and then there's also Solomon recommends contacting the Bureau of Prisons North Central Regional Office. And there's a woman named Sarah M. Revel. Revel and <laughs> there's a phone number there <coughs> as well. Excuse me. Um, when you do call that number, though, you have to hit zero because you're not going to get her name in the listing. That's what I've discovered. So um, I think that's something that requires some immediate attention. I have left a message with both parties and explained that um, that this issue needs to be addressed and um, mentioned his name and um, that I was going to get the press involved and the national press included um, if something didn't, if he wasn't going to get the medical attention that he needs. So. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that or any ideas or what we can possibly do. I also was given some information. Let's see if I can find my notes. Um, like there's a Center of Constitutional Rights, which I'm going to be calling on um, Monday. 
Um, and there, I actually had a few bits of information here. I don't have it with me, unfortunately. But um, anyway, so that's something I think that we should probably discuss today. Um, let me get here. Does anybody else um, have any want to discuss it, or what are people's thoughts on this? What can we do to get this guy some help and maybe get some um, get him the medical attention he needs, as well as I'd like to hear some other ideas if um, if there's something else that you find very important and pending that we should address. First of all, Paula, uh, Ella, what's the phone? What's the phone number? Okay, let me give it to you guys. Okay. Okay, so the. The first person that's listed is the warden. Her name is Deborah Denham. And you can't reach her directly, as I said, but they, will, they know if you ask for her, they'll transfer you to someone else that's representing her, like doing the PR for this place. The number is 303-763-4300. Again, it's 303 Four three zero zero, and then the second number I have here is the Bureau of Prisons North Central Regional Office, um, and her name is Sarah M. Ravel. It's S A R A, middle initial M is in Mary, last name is Ravel, R E V is in Victor, E L L, and her number is nine one three six two one. Three nine three nine. Again, it's nine one three six two one three nine three nine. And this man has been a lawyer. He worked for the CIA. There was discrimination occurring in the CIA. So, from what I understand, in a nutshell, he, um, uh, you know, attempted to take the CIA to court, and they refused to go to court because the information was, uh, uh, you know, uh, top secret. And so they dismissed the case. And he did go to the press, and uh, then because of the documents that were shared, um, he was uh, imprisoned. So, is someone wanting? Somebody want to um, make any additional comments on that? And and you're talking about Jeff Sterling? When yes, you said Jeff, that? Yeah, Jeffrey Sterling. Yes. Does he have an attorney that's working with him now to try to yeah, get him Jeff, out of here? Yeah, the, the very the one that everyone seems to know. Um, Jessica Raddick is his lawyer. Jessica Raddick. Yeah, she's the one that um, represents Edward Snowden. I think she's represented Bill Binney. She's basically the one that represents most whistleblowers that most of us are familiar with. Huh. And I said we have some additional people here. I'm going to go ahead and ask you, and then if you can um, go ahead and state your name and location if you choose. Well, I'm stating it, the location, but. My name Central is, uh, go ahead. My name, my name is Frank Allen. I'm from Massachusetts. Thank you, and Frank. I, I think ahead. that there are two areas to explore immediately, and that's the American Medical Association. Okay, and great. The, the second, if necessary, is the Geneva Convention. And I'll tell you why. You cannot prevent someone who is a prisoner in any manner from getting medical attention, the proper attention that he needs. From what I understand, I did a little bit of research. They have medical facilities for prisoners, but then if you want to see an outside uh, doctor, you have to file paperwork, and it can take up to a year to get it approved. 
there has to be a document that will override that, so it would put that on the fast track uh, and, and get it on a judge's desk immediately, uh, considering there's a medical emergency. And Agreed. I cannot see that being a problem. Uh, somebody has got the brakes on, and it's time to find out who it is. I agree. Would Derek have any knowledge of who that might be or any avenues to excuse me, use? Um, I haven't spoken to, Dave, uh, to Derek. I just spoke to him briefly about this, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't go into an in-depth conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have not done that. Okay. How about some think- Congre- Congress, Senator, Rep- State Representative, Congress, State Representative. That's a great idea. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and... State Senator. You could try State Senator, State Representative first, then go federal. So this man is being targeted now? Is he describing targeting the one that's in prison? I don't think he's aware of it. I mean, he has a, a history of heart condition, but um, I have my own opinion, and you guys may too. I just think any time. And the other thing is that this man also disclosed some information around 9-11, and um, I think that's when he got into um, the most trouble. Um, so um, I have my own, you know, we all have suspicions, and it just seems like this is, you know, these heart issues seem to be easily orchestrated or manufactured artificially, as we know. So, but, you know, he's definitely a target of the government, um, whether he's, you know, I don't know. I'm uh-huh. not sure, you know, but, you know. Does he know about of, us? Does he know about us? Have you, have you been able to communicate to him about the targeted individual? I don't know that. I can't answer that. Somebody okay. else may know. You know that other lady in Canada, uh, what's her name? Um, the you know lawyer, the I forget her name, but the really the pretty woman, the woman that's a lawyer. Yeah, she was uh she had an MBA and she um had some really good jobs and then all of a sudden um she had some um strife in one of her workplaces and then she starts describing targeting to her husband. And, of course, he thinks she's gone a little loopy. And then, next thing you know, she's got a divorce. She's homeless on the street. And uh, she just continues battling on. And then, um, just like that other target, it was another target who said um, he had been told that they would release him if he would kill somebody. Remember that? Yeah. And so we're all assuming that that's what happened to her. That she was told she'd be released if she'd kill somebody. So that's a scenario that I believe we've seen repeated three times. Um, and one of the guys that never killed anybody has described that he got this voice transmission telling him, okay, we're going to release you if you kill somebody. But he knew wisely. He's being wise and he knows it's bullshit that he'll go on being targeted no matter what he does and he doesn't want to kill anybody anyway. He doesn't think that's a good trade-off. So um, anyway, um, the CIA um, figures prominently in this research. 
it seems to me maybe this guy Sterling, Jeff Sterling, might be interested to know that there's this whole nether aspect that needs to be whistleblown on. I don't know. You said he was in the CIA? Yeah. Yes, he worked for the CIA. Okay. Because I know they're so compartmentalized a lot of times they don't know what is going on in other parts of the CIA. Uh, they only know what they're, um, you know, what they're doing. Compartmentalization. My husband, my ex was working for a CIA front company in Las Vegas. So I kind of, over the years, since 94, since it started, I've um, slowly sort of worked up a theory about what happened. But um, anyway, it doesn't matter. The thing is, um, we have so much that's hitting the fan right now. You know, so much that's hitting yeah. the fan right now. We can all be a little bit optimistic, I think, that our situation is going to hit the fan, too. Um, the CDC is in trouble for uh, corrupt vaccine safety studies. The new movie, Vaxxed, is a documentary about that. Um, the uh, the FDA's got two whistleblowers in there, or the so government agencies that are seemingly controlled by big corporations, uh, they are losing their um, respect because of whistleblowers. And um, it's just like a huge war, and none of it is in the mainstream news, as you know. We've got this undercurrent of war-like uh, activity going on, and none of it's being reported. And uh, it just makes me optimistic. I guess one of my comments is I want to share optimism that this stuff is going to come out. If we could just hang in there and not get, you know, discouraged, I believe that it's going to come out. We just need the right whistleblowers. Yeah, we have some people that are um, definitely trying to do that and that are getting press. Um um, one of them I haven't heard from in a week, and I hope he's okay. He's working very hard and diligently trying to get some press. And so um, are you familiar with David Voigt, the man who's walking across America? Yes, I've been following that. Is that who you're talking about? That is who I'm talking about, yes. 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 Well, he, um, he has some vague knowledge, or if he has some specific knowledge, he hadn't been sharing it, but... Um, he definitely knows it's happening. He's a target himself. So um, he definitely knows it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, and then we have Karen Stewart as well. She's a very um, credible target as well. So, and something, uh, she's been on the call a couple of times on this particular call, and she was on Thursday night, and she was really amazing. And she's, we're very lucky and fortunate to have a woman like that in our community who's willing to speak out on our behalf. So, Karen um, Stewart? Yeah. Right back to you okay. Okay. I'll Google it later. Yeah. Thank her, you. Her last name. Her last name is S T E W A R T, as in Tom. And you can find information about her on biggerthansnowden.com. Okay. And then, if you know how to go into my record the recorded podcast, you're welcome to go in there and listen to them as well. There's a, a few people now that have joined the room, and I wanted to go ahead and see if you were interested in introducing yourself. I'm Central Massachusetts. Do you want to introduce yourself? Okay. Sometimes people mute their phone too and they walk away or something. 
Toronto, Ontario. Would you like to introduce yourself? Toronto. Oh, Toronto? Yeah, it's uh, Gary here. Hi, Gary. Welcome. Yeah, I'm, I just came in uh, at the tail end of uh, the last uh, lady giving okay. a, uh, her uh, information. Okay. Thank you, Gary, uh, for joining us, as usual. Thank you. Okay. So we have Illinois again. Hi. This is another Illinois. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, this is Michael in Illinois. Okay. Thank you, Michael, for joining the call. I'm sitting here wearing a World War II helmet and mylar over my body because I'm getting hit with uh, radiation. This has been going on for uh, a couple of months because um, I know the identity and location of the two people that are doing this to me. And so I think they feel a little uncomfortable. I can imagine. It's hard when it's. I think it's hard when the, it's harder for the handlers and the targets, the people who are targeting us, when we know who they are. It definitely makes it a little different. The targeting. Um, thank you so much. Um, Central Coastal California. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, it's Karen. Hi, Karen. Welcome. West Washington State. Uh, did you say Washington State? <laughs> yes, I did. Hey, uh, this is Lonnie. I'm just I'm just kind of listening today. Thank you. Okay, no worries. Okay. And then up here we have Miss Linda. Linda, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Linda, and and I have something to add today, but I'll wait. <laughs> nice okay. to be here. Okay. So we've we basically have we've uh, gone down the list and introduced ourselves. So. Um, so we have some good advice here. We have some good input here in addition to what we've done so far. Um, and like I said, um, if you guys want me to email you the letter that makes it easier so you can kind of have an understanding of what's going on, um, you can email me or I'm going to try and forward this. I'm just going to go ahead and forward it to everybody and ask that they write letters or make phone calls on his behalf. Um, so I know that this is something pretty serious and we do need to get this man some help. You know, he shouldn't be in prison, um, and he is. And regardless, even if someone is in prison and they've committed a crime, they should be able to get medical attention, outside medical attention. So, and I had read an article that um, Mr. Sterling knew of a gentleman who was complaining of pains and he wasn't getting any help and then he died two days later. Um, so regardless of whether someone's unjustly put in prison or committed a crime, this is, this is a serious issue, I think. So, okay. So, okay, Linda, did you want to add something? You're no, just, just, just a little bit of, um, I think this is encouraging, but it's not about this. If, if this call is only about this man, then my, my, my comment is irrelevant. Oh, no, it's no. I mean, I kind of already covered most of it. I would like to hear more input of things, more suggestions or even media recommendations, um, you know. Ella? Although I have, yes. Uh, has anybody tried calling the governor himself? And no. I, I will tell you. I'll tell you why. Uh, my girlfriend from high school was dying of cancer, and she did not have any insurance. Uh, her brother and I called 
then Governor Bush of Florida, and he did get her into a hospital for care. Unfortunately, she passed away, but that did work. And I did mention the AMA. They have to look at somebody, uh, no matter where they are, if they are in pain, especially of this nature. And at the last resort, or if you have to, call the Geneva Convention. Uh, We have offices. Okay. Those are all really good suggestions. You know, and I... You had one left here. It's an anti-inflammatory cream. It should be... Do you want me to star H you? Do you want me to mute you just for a minute? Let me see if I can find him on here. Yeah, they use it, uh, yes, for pain on your skin. Uh, it's usually like, uh, let's see, you know where they have can't find it over here? It's part of this. Huh. Hold on, guys, I'm trying yeah, to find him so I can mute him. Exactly. Is he Illinois? I don't think he's aware, but that's really strange because yeah. I'm trying to mute him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that said there? Huh. I know he's from Boston. Well, Charmaine cream is a type of... Uh, I wonder why it's not muting, guys. That's peculiar. Maybe he'll hear us here in a minute and realize he's... I usually yell at people. <laughs> You're unmuted. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um... In Boston. Maybe we need maybe we need a reminder that we can mute ourselves by pressing. Yes, our yes. you can oh, mute no. yourself. I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna mute it all and I'll just see Central Massachusetts. Massachusetts, I, Boston. Massachusetts. Yeah, I know. I, I did central Massachusetts. Yeah. And it, I can still hear them. Okay, now it's quieter, so that's okay. Okay. Those are great suggestions. I hope you got his anti-inflammatory cream. <laughs> what was the name of this? Um... Okay, I'm going to mute the room. Hold on, guys. Okay, here. So, Star 8, if you'd like to be unmuted and you don't have background noise, Have you have you looked at the chat room guest fifteen? Just, just oh, uh, let's see. Wow, I'm just gonna block the chat. Hold on one second. We'll keep the guests. Uh, I hate to do that too, but you know we gotta do what we gotta do to have a decent call. That sounds like a great idea to call the governor. Yeah, I do too. I think so too. Me too. But should we call? But should we call the where he resides, where his wife resides, or do we call where he's in Colorado? Should I call Colorado? I'm guessing Colorado. I think you call right? the governor of the state where he's incarcerated. I think. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I just wondered if maybe we should involve some people um, from Maryland. 
that's especially egregious given that he is he's he's there he's in their possessions so to speak and they're paying no yeah. attention that's crazy you know yeah. I mean it's horrible when you when they ignore people laying on the street but when they've got ownership of the guy so to speak that's really horrible of course the problem is um you know they can make somebody have a heart attack so they may have yes of course and we all you know we all have uh justifiable you know reasons valid reasons to suspect that you know some of us know firsthand what they're capable of with these weapons and you know, and it's just been... A- but still, yeah, but still, uh, if it looks like people are paying attention, maybe they back off. Yeah. Yeah. I would try the media, too. Oh, yeah, I'm going there. Um, you get I, I talked- There's an idea. Yeah, the media. I've already been there. That's the first place I go. They know Anybody who knows me knows that's what I do. I go run into the media. I actually... Um, contacted the Washington Post and it, the story made it up to um, a, uh, it's on the desk of a guy named Tim Lear uh, at the Washington Post and he's very interested in the story because you have a few factors here. You have um, a, a whistleblower which is interesting and intriguing to people right now. Um, it should always be intriguing not just because all of a sudden we have Edward Snowden um, but um, and there's discrimination there's a racial discrimination that occurred which is what started him in this process of uh, you know, trying to take CIA to court. And then, you know, it's, it's a prison issue. You know, prisoners are not getting the medical care that they need. You know, and then there's a man who needs immediate attention, a man that needs um, some help immediately. So it's a very important yeah. criti- story. Time is critical. Time yeah, is then really I also, critical. and I made a lot of points like this and sent it to the editor at the New York Times. You know, who knows? When you're sending it to the New York Times, it's such a huge paper. And then I also made a call to a couple of the Denver papers um, um, and left it for editors. And then I also called back and left it for some reporters and then also left a message at the news tip staff. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely reaching out to the media. And I also called um, the first number um, and told them that if they didn't do something to resolve this, that I was going to go to the media. And I'm not talking about the local media. I kind of left a threatening tone. But I actually didn't give mm-hmm. them the 24 hours. I just went ahead and started reaching out to the media anyway, hoping to get mm-hmm. you know some people interested. And even if they do resolve it, it's still something that needs attention and it still needs addressing, and it's something that should go public. You know, if you try the governor's office, I don't know what number it is there in Colorado, but you may get someone who will okay. um, one of his contacts or somebody there because I have done that in another state in Michigan was due to the fact that there was horrendous, dangerous weather and they weren't doing anything about it. And it was ridiculous. People were going to be killed and people were killed because of this weather situation. But I got on my cell phone and called the governor's office on a Saturday and I did get someone. You did? I don't know. In Michigan, it's certainly worth a try is all I can tell you. If you know anything, you guys, my attitude is anything is anything. Worth, a try, worth a try. Anything yeah. at all to help someone or to get press or to, you know, assist somebody or to speak out for somebody that can't speak for themselves, it's always worth a try. And the worst thing that can mm-hmm. happen is someone says no to you. Oh, well, you know, so, and then sometimes even by reaching out, I get other ideas, you know, which is why this is such a great thing to do, I think, this idea of having, you know, a group of people we can get together and share ideas to kind of help. 
you know, because there's so many things that need addressing. And um, this targeting, you know, the targeting is a big issue. And I still consider, you know, whistleblowers are still targets. They, they experience much of the same thing that we go through. I think the difference between a targeted individual, as I said last week, and um, being a target of the government is the fact that we're tortured. You know, so it's, 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 I'm surprised that this has been secret at all. I mean, I, I, you know, and I was listening to Glenn Greenwald talk about some of the emails he gets and says that people sound delusional and crazy. And I, w- I would, I want to say to him, no, we're not delusional. You know, I'm, I'm sure some people that contact mm-hmm. him maybe are a little delusional or crazy. But someone's got some background noise. Will you start um, six if you have some background noise? That's, I don't know who it that's is. That's me, Ella. Hold on. I'm muting. Okay. Um, so, um, anyways, where was I going with that? Um, what was I saying, Linda? <laughs> I wasn't listening, Ella. I was reading. What was I saying? You were listening. Great. I'm so glad I was speaking. <laughs> so, no, I was reading anyway. something that somebody posted. In the oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I, it just, I don't know what to think about this Yuri person. I'm like, you saw me. I kind of, like, blocked the chat and then unblocked it. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, we'll let them we'll let them go for a minute here. See what happens? Yeah, fifteen left, fifteen and sixteen left. Guest. That's good. Yeah. Where is the gentleman that's wearing a helmet? Is he still there? I think he was the one who was talking to somebody. And we, you know, wasn't he was about the cream? Yes. He he didn't leave. He's just muted. You know, he didn't leave. Oh. So if anybody, if you don't, if you're not used to talk shoe, um, star eight because I because I muted um, the room, just hit star eight and I will let you in. It's called raising your hand, but I don't know, this isn't a school. So just star eight and I'll let you in. Was okay. the gentleman that was just in from um, uh, that was in our call? It sounded like Gary Cosby. I don't. Well, it sounded like a commercial. Can you hear me now? But uh, oh yeah, um, here, yeah. Okay, so um, you're getting hit pretty hard physically. That's what happens to me. I get hit so hard, I leave the house at night. A lot of times go to a 24-hour restaurant or go drive around because I find if I get moving, I feel a little better. But um, this is what I've been through since 94, uh, sleep deprivation. And for a long time, I worked the night shift just so I wouldn't have to try to to relax and sleep, and I was working in a hospital, so I didn't get targeted in the hospital, um, I think because they have a lot of things there to block a cell phone transmission, and thus the pulse microwave uh, was something that didn't enter the environment there, you know, but uh, I'm not doing that anymore, I was working as a patient care tech, and I just got, like, really burned out with that kind of work, did it for, um, you know, 10 years, I guess. Yeah, 10 years. And, yeah, uh, yeah so my biggest deal is I have always wanted to get shielding. I have looked at shielding online, and there's a couple of companies like Holland Shielding that sell something I'd like to get, but it's like six grand for those tents, you know, that are shielded tents or whatever. 
And, have um, you tried? Um, the, you can get a little one. I think it's like twenty dollars. I wouldn't. I mean, personally, and other people may have their own opinion. I don't want to spend anything over a couple hundred bucks, and usually I won't even go over a hundred. You can get a little um, mylar tent. That might work for that you. That doesn't work. Like I've tried mylar. I've been dealing oh, with it. Oh, doesn't work for you. A long time. Mylar doesn't work for me. Yeah. I'm just wondering what really works, you know, because there's so many things out. There's so many things out there that. Uh, are people say uh, helps, but uh, I don't know. Um, I've been using this Mylar um, poncho. I, I can still feel the uh, burn on my skin. Um, I have a cap, which is abraded um, with metal. Uh, that doesn't do anything. So I got this uh, steel helmet, and <laughs> they can't get through that. But um, anyway, I can't uh, I can't walk around like this. <laughs> I can't go yeah. out like this. So, I, for for uh, sleeping for five dollars and ninety nine cents, you can get a survival sleeping bag. Uh, it's made out of mylar. You can physically climb into it. I tried that. I've already tried that many years ago. That doesn't work either. I'm sorry. That's yeah, not, just I heard. That's it. not going to stop Paul's microwave. Right. Anyway, but I get add, hit physically. I get hit physically. A lot of people don't get hit physically. They get hit um, with the voices or mood changes or whatever all that stuff is. But I actually hear and feel vibrations, and then and sometimes it'll I'll get hit so hard it makes me puke. Other times it's a milder hit. It changes, and um, but it always like wipes out my thinking when I'm getting hit. Feels like my brain is scrambled, and once I get away from the house, it settles down. And uh, but it has really had, you know, bad effect on my memory and stuff. But um, the thing is, uh, we we pretty much know it's pulsed microwave, that it's pulsed at a low frequency and that it's tuned to our individual signature frequencies, you know? So, like, you could be sitting in a room with somebody who doesn't feel a thing and you feel it because it's tuned yeah. to your signature frequency. I mean, that's pretty obvious you know, how um, it's being um, can we talk about that? I really want to address your what you're experiencing, and I want to be supportive of your suffering. But can we, at 6 o'clock, this call will turn into a support call. Is it okay if we talk more about this, like at 6 o'clock? Oh, yeah. I was just throwing that out there. I don't know. Okay, okay yeah, thank you. And and we okay. you know, and some of the people here bring it back up at six o'clock. There'll be a lot more people and then we can talk maybe about getting you some additional giving you some additional ideas, you know, that are a little more cost effective than the one you mentioned. Um, but just I want to use this time wisely, you know, and keep it on activism and then of course we want to be supportive, as I said. So in about an hour and fifteen minutes, you know, there'll be more people and then I'll you know So you guys don't the, deal with this, is that what you're saying? For the most part? No. Because I don't Oh no, we all deal with it. Oh trust me, we all deal, deal with exactly it. Exactly what I deal with. Huh? Yeah, we all deal with it. Trust me. I mean I deal <laughs> we all deal with it, but we we don't talk about it. Um, you know, not everyone talks about it all the time. Um, my focus is. Don't talk about it all the time either. Nobody in my town knows I deal with this. 
But yeah. I thought this is a conference call for victims. That's why I brought it up. Oh, yeah, this is, this one is actually only, this is for activism. We're all victims, but we keep the focus on the community and the people at large, like the group as a whole, and what we can do. You know, we just want to try to figure out some things we can do that are really um, pending, and then, you know, think about it, like, you know, the community as a whole is how we try to keep it. And then um, we can get to the, you know, our individual stories, and, and we can talk about it. It is for victims. We're all victims. But this particular part of the call is just focusing on ideas, what we can do to help, what we can do, um, you know, things that need to be addressed, and then kind of brainstorm together. We brainstorm together, trying to figure out some solutions. You kind of heard a little bit of it earlier. But, um, yeah, it is. This call is going to be a five-hour call. So as I said, like in an hour, you can be the first one to speak and tell us what's going on. And oh, I'm done. That's all. I was just uh, okay. throwing that out there. That's it. That's okay. my big uh, problem. Yeah, I'm sorry you're going through that. I really am. And we all can relate. Just know that you're not alone. We're all suffering. Um, and, um, yeah, I really am sorry that you're going through that. It's not fun. But that's why, you know, act, we, that's why we're so passionate about this and about stopping this and coming up with ideas because this has got to stop. It's, it's ludicrous that people, um, that this is going on and people don't know about it. So, um, but do you have any ideas about what are your thoughts on, like, activism? What do you think works? Well, I came yeah, up with an idea years ago. Me and this other gal came up with a pretty good idea. But nobody wanted to put it forth at that time. This was back when I was living in Texas. Um, we wanted to do mass mail postcards because uh, we wanted to begin to alert the public. And we wanted to target, like, certain areas of cities, like maybe where the wealthier people live. And we were going to take um, postcards that had been printed up to, and I have uh, some sample ones made that would um, have a perforation down the middle so that one half of the postcard could be immediately torn off and mailed to the pre-addressed representative for that area. And it would have a message that this citizen was concerned about the use of humans for research without their consent and that it would touch lightly on this particular type of research. And then the other side of the postcard would be to quickly inform the resident or the, you know, the receiver of the postcard to tell them that um, it was going to be a quote from John Glenn back when he introduced the bill that was supposed to make it uh, illegal for you to use humans for research without their consent. The... Um, human subject bill that was introduced by John Glenn in 1999. And um, anyway, it was going to be a quote from him about how citizens continue to be used for research and um, that this was alarming and unconstitutional and blah, blah, blah. And then, but that it was, um, that it was allowed by a loophole in the law that allowed for research classified uh, for national security reasons to not require the cons full consent of the subject. And that's right there in the law. So anyway, John Glenn at that time was trying to expose this and write a bill on it because he knew about some research being done by NASA. But anyway, so the postcard was going to, and we were going to mail these out, like we were going to have victims from each city, like maybe some New Yorkers get, a, get, get these postcards, same ones printed. They were going to be linked to a website where the person could go to donate money for further mail-out. 
And the whole motivation of the thing was to tell people about it and to get them to donate for postage and printing and to quickly mail the postcard to their representative to let them know that they were being alerted and they wanted to alert their representative about this. And uh, Deli and I came up with this idea way back, years yeah, ago. The, uh, but nobody ever wanted to take off with it, and I didn't have the money to put it out there myself. Huh? You know what? I think that's a phenomenal idea, and I was wondering if I can ask you to maybe come up with how you want to print it, if you can just do a Microsoft Word. I know there's a way to do it postcard size. I'm not sure how you do it, but I've seen it. I've done it before in the past. Um, is yeah. there something you can do to create the message? Can you do that and then send it to me and email it to me? And I have, you know, I have some resources I can help print them out and even mail you some. I can, um, or maybe we, what we can do is you and I can speak on the phone and we can get involved. We can call one of the printing services, and uh-huh. um, you know, if you can help me with your idea, I really like your idea. You know, Thank I think you. You're really like the first person to ever say they like the idea. <laughs> have you talked to other okay. targets though? Targets? Huh? Not, I mean, other targets didn't agree with you and think it was a well, good idea. Well, some did, but um, people that were in positions uh, like FFCHS and some other type organizations like that uh, didn't want to run with it. Uh, I don't know why. They just didn't see. But I think if you if you really want to make waves about something, you have to alert the public. Because That's me too. I agree with you. They are the only ones. Yeah. Yeah. Follow me on name of the lady who just gave this uh, uh, presented this idea about how to uh, uh, explain her situation. Oh, me. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, my name is Alice Brenner, B-R-E-N-N-E-R. Alice, this is Michael. Um, I'm really doubtful about the uh, benefits of talking to the public about this um, unless we come across in numbers like a united front. Otherwise, they're just going to think we're nuts, and that's pretty much reaction I get from most people. Well, I thought, um, I hear what you're saying. I know, I, and I understand what you're saying. And it's very true, but here's the thing. If you link, if you have a, see, people ignore their email. So alerting somebody via email is not a good way to go anymore. Actually, it's returning to paper. Uh, alerting somebody via a paper-like postcard, something small and quick to read. You don't want to send them too much to read or they won't read it. Mm-hmm. Something small and something that allows them to act on it immediately, which is the idea of just tearing off the other half postcard and popping it in the mail. It's already addressed to the right representative. And they just sign it and say, yes, I agree with this message, yes. And um, to make it as easy as possible for them, see, that's the thing. And then... Um, so you are doing two things with this. You are alerting people who've never heard of this. You're telling them that someone that everybody loves, John Glenn, was in favor of examining this law and changing it to make it illegal to use human subjects without their consent, okay? And you're giving them a way to act on it immediately, okay? They don't have to go open their computer. They don't have to um, do anything that requires too much thinking. All they got to do is 
stick this card back in the mail. It can already have postage on it if we want. Stick it back in the mail and sign it. That's all they got to do. It's very, very simple. When you give people something really simple to do, they usually, huh? I think it's a phenomenal idea, actually, and I want to help financially back it for you, or, you know, it won't even cost right, that much. Let's do you know. it. I can't believe let's it. Do it. Let's do it. Steve Delano knows I've been pushing this idea for a while. <laughs> I think anyway. I think anyway. Okay. And, you know, people people are going to think we're crazy anyways. It just takes hearing it a few times. First is oh, the no, deniability no, factor. Our website is going to ask, it's going to offer further explanation. We can link to Mind Justice. We can link to some of the more um, some of the more uh, you know intellectualized type websites that talk about this. Yeah, there's and, like bigger than uh, there's one called Bigger Than Snowden, and there's uh, Concerned Citizens, which is a wonderful yes, that site. One. I love oh. that one. Yes, yeah, Ramona. Yeah, so we'll do maybe like even like three of these sites on there, you know? Yes. And try to figure out which one should be at the top, the one that is a. Uh, one that's going to to the one that's going well, to Well, I came up uh, with a name. I, uh, Deli and I came up with a name way back then. We thought we need to be tugging on heartstrings, and Absolutely. we name our organization <laughs> Mothers Against Research Without Consent. I like it. That's a good one. Mothers opposed to research without consent. Something like that. Or mothers opposed to unethical research, stuff, something like that, and that's like mothers against drunk driving. A whole lot of yeah. us are women. For some reason, a whole lot of us are women. I'm not saying there's the majority. The majority of us. The majority are women. of us are women, yeah. and a lot of us are mothers, and we are trying to change this for the next generation. So that's exactly this is right. This is Kim. Mothers yeah. trying to alert. Oh, Kim. Huh? Alice, yeah. Hold uh, on one second. I think someone's trying to pipe in. Yeah, hi, this is Kim. Uh, Vaughn and I were talking about things along this line, and I had said, you know, I actually told Derek, I gave him some notes and stuff. I said, we have to start making this the issue that it is. You know, women and children are being harmed. You know, like, you know, make it the big issue that you're talking about, but put some graphics, put some graphic things out there. You know, whatever you can put out there. These postcards will be expensive. They, there will be no doubt. I worked in direct mail. They'll be expensive. If you're going to pre-address them to the representative in the district where the, you're mailing them to, yeah. you've know, you got you to gotta check that well, out. We can have a donation page on the website. We can have a just easy click on donation where they can later on, if they get curious about it, and we want them to get curious about it, go, what the fuck well, is this? We're going to check it out. And then they with can donate mail. right there for more postage. With direct yeah. mail. You, yes, direct mail. You only, yeah, I understand. But with direct mail, and I worked in direct mail, you have got to, the key is if it's an envelope, you've got to get them to open the envelope. If it's a no, we're not going to use envelopes. I'm, I'm not going to We're using a postcard. Alice, Alice, just post-card. let her uh, finish her sentence uh, real quick. That's okay. Yeah. We're With excited. Direct mail, you've got to have a hook. You've got to get them to read it right away. You've got the best thing you can do because it will go in the garbage. 98 per, yeah. If you get a 2% right. response rate, if you get a 2% response rate, that's considered good. Expect yeah. 2% that's of them, 
you know, if in I don't, you're, there's not going to be a way to measure your response rate with them. But um, if you get two percent, that's a good thing. You don't expect more than that. If you would get it, that'd be great. But maybe you could also, and I don't know if the pros and cons of it, but use the PACS logo on it to make to make it look, you know, um, professional and and legitimate things like that. What kind of logo? The PAX, PAX, PAX International what? logo. The PAX logo. The PAX oh, International okay. logo. Oh, okay. in, fact, yeah. in fact, anything we do should have that logo on it because that will be repeated. Well, we came up with I a logo. That. You're not going to believe this, but we came up with a logo, too. Um, okay. It was going to be the letters M-O-R-E, Mothers Opposed to Research Without Ethics. M-O-R-E. <laughs> and it was going to be in, it was gonna be in a heart shape. In other words, it's going to be a mm-hmm. red heart with the words M-O-R-E across it. And you want to keep, that logo has to keep re- reappearing and reappearing, you know, so so that people start beginning to recognize it, too. You know, yeah. in repetition. I think, you know what? I think you could even sell T-shirts like that because it looks like more love. But if it's got a website attached to it, people are going to check it out, and they won't be embarrassed to wear something that says, more in a heart because that's not like somebody's fucking with my brain. You know, they don't want to wear a T-shirt that says that. (laughs) I think people would wear these T-shirts that had a heart more more in it. Everybody in the world thinks somebody's fucking with their brain. <laughs> hey, I used to be involved in some activism way back when my kids were little before I started getting targeted. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, I kind of know something about marketing ideas. You know what I'm saying? And what yeah, you're doing is you're marketing an idea. Yeah. I like well, that. Wouldn't it be great? Um, wouldn't it be great if we could get something on uh, television, on television, on primetime television, a commercial or something? I'm working on it. You're working you know, on it. Yeah. Kim, think big. Yeah. Think big. Uh, yeah, I do it. think big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all can of I, all Can I offer a suggestion? Please uh, do. There are, there, there are uh, people out there, uh, legitimate authors, um, I know of one guy in particular who uh, teaches international law at Georgetown. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I was about to say I couldn't hear you very well. You said something he's teaching, and then I heard I could barely uh, he, hear what you said. He's a lawyer, and he teaches international law. Okay. And he wrote a book uh, basically describing what, our second government is, okay? And, and that's what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with all uh, these guys in Congress. They're, they're there for, uh, first, for their jobs, secondly, for appearances. We're dealing with the, the deep state, okay? And what, that's what people need to be made aware of that there's another government in this country that we don't elect, okay? I can give you this guy's name. If we could get enough people to write him letters talking about this, maybe something would happen. Maybe he could pass it on to people he knows. Okay. 
Yeah, that's a great idea. But the problem with letters is um, they're all going to be different. It's not going to be one message. It's not going to be a carefully carefully crafted message that's easily shared. And the other thing is a lot of times they don't read those letters. They have somebody in their office that reads it and does it in the trash or doesn't read it at all, Mm -hmm. throws it in the trash. So the the thing you got to do is you got to alert the public. The public Mm -hmm. is the people who have the power to move something forward. And alerting a congressman is a waste of time. You got to let the people see it on a postcard. Let them, because part of it is, it's not all about the congressman. It's about making them do something about it. And that makes them get in agreement with the whole issue. You, if you, and plus, you're doing something that nobody else is doing. How many people got a postcard in the mail with a part to tear off and send to your congressman? They were just getting those in the mail. Yeah, you know, I do that too. I texted my congressman and never even got a reply. Um, of course, I right. just received a letter from him touting um, all the great things he's done. Oh, just he's looking for re-election. Um, I'm not going to vote for him, but um, I, I'm giving up on that. Uh, I don't, uh, they don't care. They don't care about us. They care you have to make it public. Wh- who, which senators, which representatives respond, and which ones don't? You know, with the elections, I started doing that on Facebook, and people started putting that out there. These these representatives, these senators, who are their? What are the names? They're not responding to us. We hire right. them. Yeah. We hire them. They don't, don't think it that, that way anymore. <laughs> I would highly the, suggest. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Kim, you were going to say something. Oh, we can't be complacent. We can't accept how they are because we hire them. We pay them. They're not representing us. Get them out of there. Tell people what they're doing. Tell people what they're not doing. You're absolutely right. uh, We can't be complacent anymore. Look where we ended up our country, you know. We can't. I have never seen politicians so willfully uh, separated from the people they're supposed to represent, they don't care. Most of them don't. And that's what do. kind of, yeah, so that's kind of like my approach too. I want the media to know this. People need to be educated and informed. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I have I have more belief in just common people, the common people we come across is being being able to be the catalyst for change than I do for any of these elected officials at this point. So mm-hmm. that's why I really am about public outreach, and that's why I'm trying to reach as many people as we can, which is why, you know, and I think whistleblowing ties into this. Once that, you know, people start realizing that our government is corrupt and that the government does things that they shouldn't be doing, you know, they're learning that. The whistleblowers are educating them, reminding them that maybe we can't trust our government, you know, and they're just, they're sort of, they're opening the door for us, you know, because a lot of us are, have, you know, spoken up and have gotten ourselves in trouble by being outspoken, standing up to injustice, you know, and so, you know, and there's just a lot of ties and a lot of whistleblowers end up targeted as well, like uh, become targeted individuals per se. So, um, you know, that's why um, I, I feel a strong link to these, these whistleblowers. And you guys know that we have some, some very powerful whistleblowers who are going to be advocating for us soon. So, 
you know, there's great things happening. The snowballs, you know, the silly expression about the snowball, you know, where it's gathering snow and, you know, and I, it's going to, something's going to happen. You know, we have people making unbelievable leaps and bounds um, as far as activism is going. So we do have a lot to be hopeful for. And just the things I've seen in the community since I've been involved gives me a lot of hope, you know, that, you know, we can really make a difference and we can really do this. And, you know, when we bring all these people together and come up with these ideas, it's going to work. Something's going to, something's going to work. You know, as long as we give 100%, mm-hmm. as long as we follow up. I can't tell you how important follow-up is. The reason why I do, mm-hmm. you know, relatively well with media is I follow up and I follow up again and I follow up again. I'm telling you, follow-up is, my dad told me that and he was right. Follow-up is mm-hmm. everything. Just hey, guys, says, okay. can I make one suggestion, one simple suggestion? Sure. Your dictionary or your iPad or computer or whatever, look up the definition of republic, okay? And then okay. think about what we have. They'll tell you everything. Okay. Well, Alice, I think that's a phenomenal idea. Does somebody else want to um, maybe uh, come up with or want to discuss some of their ideas and some of their concerns. I think I'm going to go up to Linda. Well, the gal, in fact, the, the gal that was talking about, you know, they follow her and, and, and they get to our minds and they can do it through the frequencies. Um, and that's a very interesting, interesting subject because we do have something for that. A gentleman by the name of Dave Case is giving out for free, and it is a CD that you can put in your computer, and, and maybe they'll let you continue to use it. They shut my – it was so successful for me that they shut down my ability to listen to it, so now I have to get a separate CD player. But, I mean, if it's that successful, if they're that afraid of it, that they have to shut down my program and won't let me listen to it anymore on my computer, because they're all over my computer, this is successful. This is something that they don't want us to have, and I have found that it has lessened the the tinnitus, the mood swings, all you know. When I was able to listen to it, it's quite effective. And I'm just saying that to the gal that was talking about that. Of course, yeah. we should, you know, I know we're going to wait till till six o'clock to discuss that. But I just wanted to remember to say that. Yeah, thank you. And you know what? I'm so impressed with Dave, and I've been, you know how I talk to so many people. Linda, and talking to you and to Karen and numerous other people at this point are getting are getting benefit and getting oh, relief. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I called Dave. I said, Dave, can you come back on just for a little while because I want to share your product. I'm so happy what I'm hearing. And he says, Well, I have plans, but I'm gonna try to come on. And even if he doesn't show up, Linda, let's let's share it with the, with the group because I'm just I'm so happy to hear people are getting relief. Oh, and another person, it might have been, you know, our friend, our mutual friend, Miss Kay herself, um, she said something like they tried to break her CD, something in the computer, like the thing she usually uses to listen to it, or somebody was telling me that. Yeah. You know, I think maybe that was you, but that someone else me. told me that, yeah, yeah, then someone else told me that they were trying to break, oh, they were just trying to play it, and they stop it and pause it. And I've heard that from two yeah. people now. Yeah. That our mutual friend and another additional person says. So yeah. obviously, if they're, keep, they're trying all this to try to keep yeah. us from listening to it, it's got to be effective. Not to mention you guys have noticed, you know, yeah. your your energy, you know, your well-being and everything else. So this is going to be a good topic. To well, like I said, yes, I was, Dave did come on my call Friday night. God bless him. He explains it so much better. He talks about the fact that it interrupts the loop. It interrupts their ability to get information from yeah. us, to monitor us. Yeah. And that's so cool. 
But I, what I said, it was, it's like, oh, my God, I actually started cleaning up my house, and it's been so long, you know. That, and, and after listening to that, I'm actually doing organized things. I mean, it's that helpful, and that's been a real issue for me since they've been targeting me. So hey, Linda. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't let you finish. I cut you off. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Oh, no, I was just wanted to just repeat how useful this is in, in practical terms. I mean, they do hit us in all sorts of levels, and they do interrupt our moods, and they do create problems in our whole lives. And this sort of sends a message right back out in a manner they can't give a handle on us. And that's so cool. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. I- okay. Cool. I muted it. I just wanted to say I muted somebody. If you're, if you know I muted you, just hit start if you want to speak. I heard background noise, so it's nothing personal. I just heard background noise. So, like I said, if you want to rejoin the conversation, go ahead and hit start. Okay. Um, Ella, yes. Yeah. Ella, I just want yeah. to say, I want, can I just say one thing real quickly? I hope you can hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. All right. Uh, uh, good. You know, one. You talk about the the people that are whistleblowers, and you've had whistleblowers. You know, on uh, your your calls, and we all know who they are and how helpful they are. But they had one thing that that we seem to lack, and they've had quite a bit of it to back themselves up, and that's evidence. That's a trail. That's a paper trail or or documentation of evidence of intent and evidence of harm, or evidence you know yeah. that's that's objective of what they are trying to call people's attention to. And and I I know that this is a hard topic for us to swallow because it's such a big a big uh, task. Uh, we have to have proof that that is, in, you know, that is almost irrefutable. Irrefutable. That mm-hmm. then we have to have a, a clear-cut uh, series of very similar, similar or or exact um, exact patterns of of how we are being affected or how we are being harmed. And and there's no there's no national movement among us. People do it, you know, here and there in pockets because they try because. Most people aren't electrical engineers or they, they don't know physics or anything else like that, and they don't have the money or the know-how to buy these things or do them. And I, I think that that would help people an awful lot. I, I don't know how to go about it exactly. Meryl Craven and I tried to do it a couple of years back. But it's, it's something that people, for some reason, are not, uh, they're not um, receptive to in, in the group, and I don't know why. Hmm. Well, maybe this, maybe this uh, CD will help clear their minds so that they can begin to function I, I, that way? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I, I know it's not easy. I don't even like doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, because you don't know where to start and you don't know what to, you know, what you're really looking for. And you have to be very consistent and you have to be very, it's not, it, it's not, a, a, you know, a couple of, a sometime thing. It's it's a constant thing and it's kind of boring and slogging and, and, and whatever. And, and you need somebody to, to give you some guidance, but. That's what they had, if you think about it. All the people who are successful, or let's not successful, but um, who are um, who have actively been involved in whistleblowing in some form for for whatever uh, for whatever um, cause, they had a trail of of, of uh, irrefutable evidence. And they also have Actually, they have credentials and they have they inside have information. Right. Yeah. Right. And, but the thing is, objective evidence will actually give us. The validity and and the credibility that a lot of times in, in many of us is damaged. Yes, because even if you right. say that look, this is happening to me, this is happening to me. There, there's a there's a if you look it up on online, there is a term called the Martha Mitchell effect. And Martha Mitchell yes. was actually someone in 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 politics who was very high up, 
and she went around telling people that something really uh, corrupt is going on in the White House. And they just threw her in the nuthatch repeatedly. They said, no, you're just delusional. And they found out, no, she wasn't at all. She was right. And yep. uh, they wanted to cover that up. First of all, the people around her couldn't believe she was talking about it. And second of all, the other people that didn't know about it wanted to cover it up. So, <laughs> you know, with proof, you can have, you can regain credibility and validity real fast. No, I, don't I will tell you what we need. We What's need that? numbers. We need people to unite. Every city should have a meeting once a month. All the TIs, where the three show up, have that meeting once a month. And if this is done across the country and we share information, we can start to get strong. Because daily, there are so many TIs that surface, it's not even funny. And, and people have to, when, they, when they do have the meetings, they have to have uh, a set purpose in mind so that they can go about together to um, to do like this testing or to do to do the to gather the info and the evidence. Not just you, not just to have no offense to anybody because I have a call to, you know, not just to get together and have calls for support or or for for venting or for you know whatever you want to, or anything. What you do get, is you start the meeting off as something as simple as coffee. You are there every month, even if it's just for coffee, all right? They get in the habit of going there. It's hard to get TIs to do things. I have tried. If they get in the habit, they know somebody's going to be there, they will come, and they will listen. People respect seeing other people. You can send all the mail you want and spend $1,000 in postage and it can be wasted. One person might see it. We have to unify. And, and we have you know, to meet. And it's like you, on the next level, going on at least on that level, you have to realize, too, when people do get together in, with our situation, there, there's a lot of cross-purpose talk. There's a lot of people who are there just because they they have trauma from their own situation, and, and it's a variation on a theme of targeting. And so you're not getting people into one cohesive groove. It's hard to do that sometimes. I think you have to have an agenda. I mean, I agree with him. He's absolutely right. You have to have, you know, each state should, each state and major city should have a group. And when you go in, you need to have an agenda. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to talk about. You know, um, Kim and I, you know, connected, what, a week and a half ago? And we've already come up with things that we want to do. Um, and that we want to get our own, you know, group, our own chapter, our own, our own group going and, you know, try to find out what is actually going on. There are so many, there are so many things that different TIs know about, you know, how to deal with certain things or maybe how to, um, you know, how to deal with certain situations. But sometimes it's hard to talk about things on these calls because you do have perps who listen and they want to know what's going on. So there are certain things that you can't, you know, share on these calls, and you can't talk about that. If but you have a group, you can actually talk about. Well, you know, what's going to happen though is, is too, you have to be ready for and accept the fact that there, there may and probably will be people uh, of like that at your group physically in a room. Because I've seen it happen. Hey, you guys. What? I don't care. I don't. I don't care what happens. Yes, I can, I can hear you. Oh, yes. Hi. Um, hi, this is Dawn in California. I just wanted to say something because um, I think everybody is completely on the right track. So what I have seen is that there are 
I don't think that we need to worry about, you know, connecting on the individual level. There are so many organizations that are already established. If we could just get one organization that brings together the rest of the organizations, for example, this um, Weebly, this targeted individual website, they right now have this mass lawsuit filing that I participated in. They're going to file all of the lawsuits on the same day in the same court to overwhelm them. They're also saying that they've got Roger Tolsey's, and I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he lives in Utah. He's from Bug Sweeps. He's probably one of the only guys that I know of that has the um, technology to be able to detect the frequency, um, say exactly where, and then and trace it back to where it's coming from. And they're also saying that they have doctors that are going to write the reports for the victims of electronic Why don't they harassment. publicize that? So it is. So let me tell you oh, guys I mean, where it's at. Oh, did they publicize ahead. the doctors? Um, no. So what you have to do um, is, is when you go to their website, there is a link um, that you can click on and you can participate. You can give them your information um, and tell them that you want to participate in it. When they first started, when I came on, they had 250. They now have almost 500. But so wow. I'll, I will, I will, I will give you that information, but the bigger point is, is because I'm new to this, I started doing tons of research, um, because probably because I'm, you know, fresh at it, but then there was the other one, the, uh, the FFCHS, the Freedom from Covert Harassment, that one, which broke off with Derek Robinson, and now they have a whole other group um, with another gal that's heading that up. Then there's the PACs, and then there's the IAACT, so it would not be that difficult to try to find out who the key leaders are of all of these individual organizations and say we, need, we want to establish one um, like governing body, if you will, um, that's going to bring them all together, possibly even internationally. So what you're saying is right, but what I think is is that everybody's already kind of in their own communities, and there's probably still people out there that need to get connected, so I don't mean to you know, make light of that. But there are so many organizations that are that have hundreds of people in them already. All we need to do is we need to start linking all of those together and, and, and create one head of all of these organizations, one head organization with all of these individual chapters that are already um, created and active. Let me give you guys that, that website. If you type in... Um, Targeted individual ending ehh.weebly.com. Um, it's a really great website. It's not cluttered. It's, uh, you go to the main, it says, uh, thanks for visiting our site. Please join our social activist group to be put in touch with others who are working to end electronic harassment. Then they give you their email addresses. So, you know, I don't know, Ella, I mean, you're, you're kind of like the, the guru on reaching out and, and you know, media and, and all the rest. I don't know how we would approach this other than maybe trying to get the phone numbers and the emails of these people and, and tell them, you know, that we're trying to create one single point of contact for all of the agencies, at least within the United States. Um, Magnus so Olson was trying to do that. What's you know, that? Interestingly Magnus enough, Olson. he – go ahead. Go ahead. Magnus Frank. Olson was trying to do that. And uh, he started in Sweden, and he appointed Kate Ryan as the uh, United States head of it. And then okay. uh, Magnus Olsen became uh, ill. He's under 
attack all the time. And the last post I saw from him was that he was leaving Sweden. So, and he was also in the process of making a documentary. So I didn't hear anything more about that. But I agree the unity has to be there. I thought that it was going to be Magnus Olsen, but I'm having my doubts. But what we need to do is start these meetings, start them off simple, then start adding content, then start adding guest speakers. But come up with a location. Uh, They had one in Braintree last year uh, at a college. And uh, have these meetings continually. And make sure they're on the same date, the same time every month, so that everybody knows where they're going. And then well, we, we can arrange need... transportation. Right. Yes, and I think we need one organization that represents Americans. You know what I'm saying? Well, because ultimately, there's going to be one organization. If, if you could have one for each country that's affected by this, that then you know translates the information downward to all the chapters. You know, which is the ones that are already in existence. Um, I agree. I just think that right now, every, it's already out there. It's just a matter now of pulling all that together and establishing this like a governing body over all of these individual groups that got this going on so that there's one point of contact, there's one group that um, has the best of the best of the best that they can feed out to everybody else. So One thing, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. One thing we have that's free, we have the largest media network in the world, and it's free, and that's Facebook. And it was my idea to start a targeted state. I have targeted Massachusetts. I it's was hoping that everyone would started targeted Arizona, targeted California, and Ooh, then we good. would have targeted U.S. and we would share notes. We need one Bible, if you will, of right. all the symptoms and correlate all these symptoms, correlate everyone's experiences. I encourage everyone to come to my site, tell you a story, uh, tell us what's happened. I look at all this information and I correlate it with other people's experiences and I come up with what is real and what may not be real. But I listen to everything and I encourage everybody to post because it's an archive. But if we can get every state to use this free media, It doesn't cost every time you send an email. It doesn't cost every time you uh, put something in the mail for snail mail. You can spend thousands of dollars on snail mail and get nothing. But like I say, it's free. We can use it. We should use it wisely. Well, we've got folks on these calls that come from all kinds of states all over, right, Ella? I mean, if each individual from each state is willing to do that, um, I mean, that's a start. Yeah, here in Oregon, we have a group, um, me and Amy, Amy Mays basically runs it, and um, we have a group, it, it meets once a month, and it's a great group, it, you know, once we get there, it's great, and we go to dinner afterwards, and we talk about activism, and we share shielding, and try to, you know, we're, we're getting new people to the group as well, so, um, you know, the groups are powerful, and I do like your idea, Dawn, um, the first person that popped in my head, which I didn't even know, uh, Magnus Olson would be a great person to be like the international hub of all yeah. this. You know, and Kate Ryan was a great suggestion. I mean, she's phenomenal, and I trust her immensely. I mean, I 
you know, she's just one of those people you trust. She's a really great woman. And um, so, um, you know, it is, it, these are great ideas. I appreciate it. I appreciate, sure. appreciate your input. But, you know, one thing sure. you should know, Don, is that there, from what I understand, and I wasn't around during this time either, FFCHS was like the main group. And then they just couldn't, you know, you know they just they couldn't seem to stay cohesive and everybody split off and splintered and started their own organizations. But it would be nice, like you, like you mentioned. Oh, go ahead. Someone speaking or wants to speak? I'm sorry. I'm from um, South Florida. My name is Zach. I'm 20. You're I'm from where? South Florida, Florida. South Florida? Florida? Yeah, South Florida. So I get the V2K with birds chirping. Does anybody else get that? We're going to, um, I don't want to, don't take me the wrong way here. Um, in about 30 minutes, we're going to get to those discussions, and I want to hear you, and um, we can talk about that. Um, this is just activism until 6 o'clock, and it, like I said, it's not that we don't want to hear what you're going through, and we want to offer as much support and help as we can. We're just going to um, have the activism call for 30 more minutes. Would that be okay with you? Or if you feel like you really need to talk about it right now, that's fine, too. Yeah, to wait 30 more minutes. What's that? I can wait 30 more minutes. That's all right. Okay. All right. And, the, you know, you and Alice will talk to you guys first. Okay. I just, oh, okay. And, uh, and, uh, Ella, I had mentioned to you. I'm sorry. Uh, Ella, I had mentioned to you ahead, uh, that I have two people that are totally isolated. One's in Alabama and one's in California. Uh, yes. They need uh, Internet access in the form of uh, data. And one poor girl is living in a horse stable, and the, the other gentleman can't get out of his house. Uh, one of them needs $60, and the other one needs 30 If anybody wants to contribute, uh, I've authorized Ella to uh, give you my number. And uh, my name is Frank Allen. Yeah. Um, Frank, you know, I'll, I'll take care of the $30 one. I actually... Um, you know, with, I have three kids, but we can talk about that later. I'll take care of the $30 one. So we just need to get maybe $50 for another person so they can get their data, right? Now, the 60 is the other one. I have one other suggestion for the gentleman that's in prison with a heart problem. Uh, many, many heart patients come from prisons, and they come to the best hospitals in the world in Boston. And they come under an armed escort. They're operated on. They go back to the prison. It's something that happens yeah. all the time in Boston. And that's something that we should consider. And that was one of the main topics here tonight that I really wanted to stick with. And we have to really operate on this one situation. This man needs us. Yeah, he does. This is why I've you know, been focusing very uh, intently for the past couple of days. And I agree with you. So while we have so, numbers, go ahead. Um, so Ella, that's the world that I work in. I'm in prison health care, and I, I came in on the call late. What's what's the problem? Is he can't get to a doctor? Is that what's happening? Yeah, he's, he's not getting the outside medical treatment he needs, and he just had a heart attack apparently or has a symptomology of a person who had a heart attack, um, and he's not getting the proper care, and his wife is very concerned. He has AFib, uh, history of AFib, and has some heart issues. And um, I don't know how far it goes back, um, but regardless, he is diagnosed for medical treatment. And um, he's a whistleblower, and you know, all intents and purposes, shouldn't be in prison. 
But um, he had, you know, gone to the press and leaked some information, um, you know, to make a long story short. He, uh, you know, we're just trying to, we're trying to, I have a couple of numbers, and this is something you could probably help me with, Don. Since you're in this field, me and you should get together and have a discussion maybe tomorrow and kind of okay. wrap our brains around it, and I'll give you the information, the phone numbers. I think you're a perfect person. You might be able to kind of lead us in the right direction as well. So, What as, state you know, is he in? He is the, he's in Colorado. And a facility in Colorado. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I know something about their system, but by and large, I mean, every state prison system has contracts with the outside hospitals. Like, um, I don't know if that was Mike, um, whoever that was is talking, just said um, that's that's normally the case. Um, But it doesn't always happen if you're being, you know, picked on. They they let people die frequently in the prisons. That's what it sounds like. The whole like. California yeah. prison system is under receivership. That's why I even have my job because California was convicted of cruel and unusual punishment, deliberate indifference. So it's oh. under receivership by the federal government and that's who I work for, the federal receiver, trying to get us out of this lawsuit and make sure that inmates uh, receive proper medical, constitutional levels of medical care. But most, Colorado from what I know has a good system. Um, so generally, you can call the prison system yourself, and they usually almost always have like an ombudsman or, or a prison advocate office. So I'll, I'll do some digging around and see what I can find. Um, I'd Don, be happy to help. Gonna, and make yeah. Don, I think you, you're really going to be beneficial with this. Um, and then um, I'll let, give you the email. I'm going to send out a mass email to everybody. I'm going to get Kate okay. Ryan's permission first because I got an email from her. Um, I think she'd be okay with that. But I mean, it's got a couple numbers that I've called, and I and you might know you might be able to give me the words I need to be effective, you know, because I basically okay. said I just threatened him and said I'm going to get the media involved and I'm not talking about the local ones and and um and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this man some support, you know, and that's what and you're gonna maybe you can like I said you can give me the words I need and the verbiage and um you know hopefully something will get done and he's got some really powerful people trying to help him as well, but if we all do our part, who knows what's actually going to be the 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 um, the piece needed to get something to happen for this man to get him some help. So is he actually be being is he being zapped inside the prison? No, he's not targeted. He's not a targeted indiv- individual. He's a target okay. of the government. He doesn't experience oh. torture. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Although, but you know, I have my suspicions. As many of us do, that's just an opinion. And um, you know, as whenever I hear heart issues, you know, I always get a little suspicious. So. Can we have a can we have a conference call tomorrow possibly uh, between the three of us? Sure, I don't see why not. Anybody who wants to join us and we can talk about this this particular subject, sure, let's do it. So Frank and Don, well, I don't know Don's schedule tomorrow, but um, um, uh, I'll be home in the afternoon. I'm going to try to get to church tomorrow. Okay. But usually I'm back by like one. Do you want to have it tomorrow around two o'clock Pacific? Would that work for you, Frank? That, that works for me. That works okay, for so me. I'll, okay, I'll just okay. have this room open at 2 o'clock, and the three of us or whoever wants to join us, we can put our heads together. Maybe I can get Kate Ryan on the call, too, because she's the one that introduces to me in this issue. And um, and I'm hoping to speak to his wife and get a little bit more information as well. So If we uh, got early enough on, uh, we're there on Mountain Time now, we might be able to speak to the governor ourselves. Yeah, that would have to on be Monday, Sunday? right? On Monday. Oh, Monday, correct. Yeah. Ella, can I make yes. a quick suggestion? I'm sorry, Lydia. Hi, yeah. 
regarding Sterling, he is um, in the same boat as Kiriakou. And yes. Kiriakou is um, very much vocal on various media, main media, if he can get in. So he could be the guy who could give us guidance how to help Sterling. And yeah, another I thing, agree. Um, details of Sterling's predicament could be emailed to Democracy Now! And uh, Amy Goodman, she can uh, probably take that case pretty easily. Yeah, I have someone helping me get some information, the right contacts at Democracy Now. That's a great idea. You know, someone gave me that idea yesterday as well. And so on Monday, that's one of the calls we'll be making. So, yeah, that's, it sounds like a, yeah. Well, you email it. If it doesn't get to the right hands on Monday, you will get it into the right hands by finding out exactly who should receive it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I have a very competent person who's helping me with uh, democracy now. But I think it's better to go to the top rather than try to work from the bottom, you know, funny individuals as individuals. Yeah. We have Um, have a compact package, compact letter, stating his um, case, his illness, and uh, some history to it, and uh, just have it ready to to go to various... uh, departments of, uh, I don't know, prisons, uh, state, whatever. Whatever you get to figure out to uh, be on your next call, uh, working on it tomorrow, yeah? Yes. Basically, basically aim for the top. Mm. You don't get there, then lower down. But that's that's my, my opinion, general opinion. And can I make just a comment on the mailing idea. Please. Now, this is extremely expensive. Um, and uh, marketing our cause in in that way is just going to, to break us. It's, it's not worth spending that kind of money. Generally, mm. our opinion is that the public should be aware. Now, if we ask ourselves, where is the public? Public is at Walmart. Public is at the mall. Public is in the workplaces, offices, and so on. Public is out there. We have to go to the public and stick something into the public's hands or their shopping basket. And that doesn't have to be beautifully tailored to, to attract their attention. Just a very small thing like um, Bella has produced, a postcard size something. It may be made more it. colorful by printing it on a color printer. But it doesn't cost very much at all. It can be done at home by uh, various TIs, and TIs could be doing it every day when they go shopping. Giving it. I have those, by the way, Lydia. Uh, I got those from Bella when I first came into the community, and I used them. And I, she gave me the idea of like putting them in the bathrooms. I have them in my car, little stacks. So when I go places, I, I leave them places. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Mom and they leave the house. Just, just don't litter desperately so you don't get a fine. But, but leave them. Leave them in odd places. Doctor's surgery. And not masses of them, just one or two. And be yep. happy with that, that you've done something. Because you have informed probably one or two people that way every day. 
but going into a brainstorming session, how to market uh, the public with the direct mail, we have no resources. We have no human resources and financial resources to it's not a, excuse me for interjecting here, but it's not as hard as it used to be. It's not as hard to do it as it used to be, direct mail. How much is direct mail? How much do you pay per mailing? Well, it's going to vary. What you do is you start small. You start small and you target a wealthy area, okay? And you make sure that you invite them to donate for further uh, postage and publication, okay? And if you hit them right, if you tug at their heartstrings enough, they will go inside and click on your website and donate for more postage. And then your, your thing grows. So you start with one small area, you make sure it's a wealthy area, and then you grow. You slowly, slowly expand grow. Upon it. Yeah. Huh? You expand Do upon I? that. You yes, you, expand. you don't you don't pull it from your own bank account. You allow the effort itself to support to pay for it. But you're gonna have to start it initially with some funds. Yeah. But then you let it pay for itself. And like the other lady who's familiar with advertising knows, if you get just one or two percent to donate, you are doing really well. In other words, they um you know that those people did mail them to their uh, congressman or whatever. But the other thing is the postcard, it, people don't ignore postcards. They read them. Well, okay? I not one today. Somebody asking me to sell the house. What? <laughs> yeah, well, of course they're not going to read that. But, um, so, hey, where are you from? You have an accent. Where are you from? I'm from Warsaw, Poland. You're from Poland? Yes. Okay. Uh, I was I was involved in activism a while back when my kids were young, back in the early 90s. Okay. And um, I got to work with a lady who was actually, you know, involved in marketing. Uh -huh. So I learned a lot from her about this kind of thing. Now, I just sent, I just sent Ella a copy of some initial language. It certainly can be changed. Yeah, so this is what we came up with years ago, and I just emailed I to Ella. Huh? for a PR company, a marketing company, and I know what? how expensive the stuff could be. All right, it's got cheaper. You are saying uh, hit the rich area. You're still not hitting the general public. You can no, yes, you are. You're targeting a wealthy areas to start with in large cities. You're yeah. going to target. You're going to pick a city. You're going to pick an area where people are educated, where they care about things like this, and where they have spendable money. Okay? Some people might give you a freaking $1,000. If if they read this and then they go to the website and they go, wow, these people have a point, they might send you a grand or so. You, you know, there's, there's wealthy people in this country that have a lot of expendable money. But you can't. You can't get the same result. You can't get the same result sending just to any neighborhood. You're going to have to do a little research to start with. I agree with you. Huh? I agree with you. If you are shopping for money, because we need what? money. But it's no, it's not going to be like that. No, this money will only be spent on further advertising. Okay. It cannot. We it cannot need, use the fund like that. Huh? Need the startup money, and also. Yeah, this this would only be. 
And you're going to tell the people, when you send us money, we are only going to spend it on more advertising and more publicity and more postage, and that's it. Yes. No one can pull money from this. But that would be very dishonest. Some structure have to be, behind it. Huh? We've got to show them some structure behind it. If it's just GoFundMe thing, they may be a bit reluctant. If it is a website with, uh, say, Webmaster and, and few members, they may try to look deeper into the whole structure and try to figure out, are they really from a fighter? How many of them? Oh, it may not be such a big problem as they make out. So, Well, that's, uh, everybody has an opinion, but the fact is we have a lot of very concrete information that backs up our claims. Yes. And it's been collected over many years. Okay. And um, like the website, that would take some time. We put the correct information on the website. Yeah, and we link to other very legitimate websites. None of the hokey-dokey stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're really yeah. going to have to be careful who we link to because we cannot have, no, no, have anybody turn away from this issue because they think we're crazy, okay? So everything has to be very, very carefully worded, um, and you, it will only be able to link to those sources of information that are also very carefully worded, okay? That's and because uh, I know people make accusations in this subject that are, you know, a little right. bit out there. Great, so, great idea. And if it's self-perpetuating and self-financing, fine. But at the same time, we should be hitting the from the grassroots. We should be hitting the general. This is a grassroots effort. Yeah, this is what you call grassroots. It's it's not uh, something to concentrate on, like in the past. FFCHS was building the house or fixing the house for TI. Yeah, this is nothing like that. This is just alerting the public to an important issue, allowing them to immediately act on it. I want to finish my sentence. Alice, uh, Alice, just let her let Lady say something, and then you can go in. Sorry about that. FFCHS was uh, building a house or fixing a house for TI. They suspended their operation as far as T-shirts, as far as literature, as far as any promotion of our cause, because it was all concentrated, oh, we've got this, this house, and we, this was a few years back. And we've got to get workers, we've got to get, get it uh, uh, sort of uh, populated with TI. We cannot afford con to concentrate on one effort we have all to do something, whatever it is, because there are just too few of us. We cannot suspend our operation because we have great, fantastic goal of establishing a beautiful structure of um, uh, TI uh, networking. We should network. Two people networking together are better than one person doing it. And we can achieve quite a lot. The idea of the states or regions uh, having their own groups is very good one. We don't want to fall into the trap, oh, we need an approval of somebody to allow us to do this and that. No, everybody is a GI and should try to, to do the best. Of course, we have to um, sort of control the ones who are really gone and who will go into aliens uh, crazy interpretations of religion and, and applying it to TI business. 
all this has to be kept in check. But within a group, within a state, or a region, or a city, there should be an independent action proposed, discussed, and put, uh, put to work. That's my opinion from my experience of uh, watching um, lack of progress for, for many years within the TI organizations. So I'm very um, skeptical about um, having a group of people in the state coordinating with another uh, national group. I don't think a national group can be strong enough uh, to sort of um, coordinate national efforts. It never will be, in my opinion. But a state group can achieve a lot. Well, that's a real downer. <laughs> Let, let's concentrate on a small step. Small step, QTIs together, either having a meeting or having a conference call, and spending time talking about what can be done so we can educate the public. How do we reach the public? What is the cheapest way? What resources we have? What time we have? Are we constrained by, by our suffering and torture and uh, break-ins or whatever? We are so limited, and we have to do what we can. Uh, having a grandiose ideas of being able to buy TV time and all that and... Uh, uh, trying to get the state legislation, legislation changed, it's going to take a long time. In the meantime, we want Joe, the public, to know what is happening. That could be engaging people. There are some TIs who engage people in conversations about it, and they have some success. I have had. And uh, as we are not so many in the country with many problems and many issues, we have to highlight this problem. The idea of highlighting it through the children being affected is a great idea. And uh, if the mom, some sort of group which has got a shop front of some sorts on the internet, so, so it is really known that they exist, then they could pull a lot of money through this, this effort of marketing in the rich areas. But nothing is exclusive, like uh, Mike's uh, uh, machine, which he wants to buy, and he's uh, very slowly progressing to gather the funds. That should be taken care of, too. But it's not exclusive. We have to work in many, many areas. It could be just um, putting comments on, on some websites about TIs. If there is some national issue, there are a lot of comments, hashtag this, hashtag that. Stick the comment there. People would come across it. Uh, there is no point in too, too precise and too calculated about it. it. It is a quantity over the quality when it comes to paper and distribution of that information. But that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to share my experience of uh, what has been going on in the past. And uh, I don't want uh, the new movement, let's call it that, to uh, fall into the old traps of non-action, depression, and reliance on others. 
Thank you, Lydia. Thank you so much. I'd like to hear comments of other people. What do they think? Dawn, do you have any input? Um, well, I think what I heard her say was that we need to do it all, um, but we should probably focus on outreach and education more. Um, I, I, I don't know if I misunderstood her if she was trying to say that the other efforts and the other things that we're trying to do with regards to changing legislation or purchasing that um, acoustic device and all of that, that that, that um, isn't important. But I think it's all important, and I think oh, we I can do it all. I feel a little, you know, more optimistic, I think, um, than than that. And, and hopefully, you know, it's, it's not unrealistic optimism. Um, I just think we need to do it all. We need to all keep pushing forward and, and doing everything we can. We need to do all of it. My point is that this takes time. Yes. It takes time to gather the finances, gets time to go through different uh, wheeling and dealing with authorities, and we shouldn't be sitting on our laurels and saying, we are waiting. The Polish TIs are waiting at the moment for, for something which is not likely to happen, and that's acknowledgement of use of electronic weapons on them. You see, they, they built themselves up to, at least we had a meeting with the Minister of Defense. Well, it's hell of a lot more with, to achieve that than other TIs have ever achieved in all other countries. So, yes, congratulate yourself for that. <laughs> but um, keep on doing other stuff as well. You cannot just say, oh, we've done it. Now let's wait. We have to do everything all the time, as much as we can do to the hilt. That's my well, opinion. There's lots I of have... people that are just really pushing hard. I mean, Ella herself, I mean, there's lots of people that are engaged in activism, and I don't think anybody's just sitting around. No, but we, <laughs> you, know? you know, what I experienced, uh, first, when I uh, went to FFCHS, that my hands are tied. I can't do anything in my state. I can't do anything because I. What's have- your name, Lydia? Is your name Lydia? Yeah. Because- okay. Um, I've just got to ask you. When did you become a target? Oh, ninety-seven in England. In ninety-seven in England. Yeah. Do you recall what you were doing when you became targeted? I know perfectly well how I become, became target and why and who and what. So it saved me, saved me a lot of time and suffering by knowing. Right. Okay, just, I was just curious because um, I've been dealing with this since 94, and um, it's time to make a big, massive move, if you ask me. We're getting to the 11th hour in this country, and um, we have to move now. If we're Does gonna do it, we need Ventura, to do it now. California? Huh? Does anybody live in Ventura, California? I'm in Northern. Where That's quite a ways from me. Well, you have a gentleman by the name of David Murdoch. Uh, he breeds horses. He's looking for things to do with his money. Uh, <laughs> that's one reach. Uh, okay. Joe Kennedy from Massachusetts was one of my customers uh, in my last company. Uh, wow. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that we can see. Uh, we need to develop a foundation and unity. There's people that will invest. We should have people at the Trump rallies. 
uh, he's going to be the next president, whether anybody likes it or not. And uh, we lobbyists, I mean, the list goes on, but we have to get started. And the, the, the simplest way in the beginning is to get unified. What I've seen in TIs, they're scared to talk. They're scared yeah, to appear. That's right. They're scared and the of each other. And we well need to do something. And you know what? With that said, there's no. We don't have time for fear. That's my attitude. I'm not exactly. fearful. I I trust everybody. And you know what? If I get hurt, I get hurt. I get hurt anyways. So it doesn't matter. Right. You know. I just know that, okay, if this is going to be a tough day, I'm going to lay here and I'm going to just make calls from the bed or whatever i got to do. You know, I think they're just used to my personality. And I do have repercussions sometimes, but, um, you know, it's just we don't have time to be scared. You know, and being scared doesn't help anything. It's not going to stop the program. By being, like, holed up in someone's, in your house and not doing anything, it's, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change if you don't change. And I think everyone needs to get up and try to do something, you know. And, um, yeah, I just... I don't have time to be scared. I really don't, you know, and well, it's hard. I know it's hard for a lot of us, but we just have to keep sticking to it. And the other thing is we need tenacity. You know, we really have to stick with this. You know, there's just, you know, I, I mean, I have days where I feel like I can't, I'm, why am I doing this, you know? Um, not many days like that, but there's days I have like that. But then I just, you know what, I'm going to regroup. I'm dealing with frequencies and negativity and radiation and it's making me negative or whatever. But I feel best when something happens, you know. And if it takes two days of making calls all day or doing whatever I do to get a lead or something, you know, that lead is worth, you know, those, those little highs you get from accomplishing something or reaching someone or contacting someone who might be able to do something for us is worth it all. Absolutely. And, you know, if you make a small step, at least it's a step forward. And uh, if everybody felt that they should do something, almost to the point of guilt, then we would have progressed much more. It's no point looking, oh, this group is doing that and that group is doing that. Yeah, we can coordinate with groups, but uh, I had this notice over my desk. I'm too busy to get organized. The point is, it's to act now with, with some sense, with some forethought, but not uh, masses of meetings and discussions. Simple things are really simple. Handing a leaflet to somebody is very simple. Leaving the leaflet behind is very simple. And talking to somebody, if you have an opportunity, it's also pretty simple. You may get a cold shoulder, but if you... Uh, if we quickly discuss how we approach the public, whether it's somebody saying hello to you because they saw you a few times, just stop and talk to them and then to drive the conversation to that. And if we develop it into an art form, we would be pretty successful, I'm sure. Yes. You have to um, get their curiosity going, not their fear. And it's got to be shortened to the point. I love what uh, you said, Lydia. We have to get their curiosity, not their fear. It is. It's how we word things, too. We have to choose our words carefully. We have to entice them, make them interested, as opposed to a, a repelling them. You know, you really, that's how I have success in media, because I don't scare them. I intrigue them by, oh, what, a conspiracy? You know, I don't like the word conspiracy, but, you know, it's... Um, 
oh, something's going on. You, they 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 need to be intrigued with the story, and then as they get more comfortable, then I lay into I let them know what's really going on and the horrific you know the, how horrific this really is. But um, we do have to be careful, and we do have to think outside the box. Um, I don't do too many emails. Of course, they always want they always want press releases when I call, but people don't call anymore, so I call. I go, okay, people don't make phone calls anymore. I'm going to be the one to make phone calls, you know, and it seems to work for me. And then Ella? Now. Uh, yes. I just, I just wanted to say uh, my time is yours. I will spend whatever time it takes. Uh, I'm almost up to 24 hours for today, so I, I'm kind of spent. But tomorrow... Yeah. I'd like to get together and uh, we'll have that conference call. And I appreciate meeting all of you. My name is Frank Allen. Call anytime, day or night. And don't forget, why don't you mention mention your Facebook too? He has a great site. I mean, he has a great page on on Facebook. That's Tyler in Massachusetts. I'll look it up. Frank Allen. Hey, Just look up Target in Massachusetts. Bill. Have a good night, okay. folks. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. Um, and the other thing I want to put onto the recording, because I know a couple people, um, I think the commercial idea could be good. I don't know if it would only be a cable channel that would be willing to do it, like on a small station, but I like the idea of a commercial, you know, or a public announcement. You know, I really think that's a good idea. Someone said that, and I really like that idea as well. So with that said, um, I'm going to stop the recording for this call so you guys can go back and listen to it. Um, I just want to keep the activism call separate from the call that we're going on to now. Um, is there any closing statements? Anything? Anybody want to say anything before I end the, uh, stop the recording of this particular podcast? I just wanted to mention to you quickly that in California, uh, there are public broadcasts on uh, television too. And yeah, uh, the stations are dedicated to um, sort of... Uh, issues uh, of, of a city. I think they have a good one in Sacramento. These they do. Okay. good resources to use. We no, need an investigative journalist. We need somebody who really wants to dig into this. You know, and I don't I have to go one. back to it. Yeah? I have one. Um, his name is Spencer. He's great at this type of stuff. And I need somebody else maybe. We, you're right. We need somebody else who can do this too because he's just one man, but he does a phenomenal job. Um, but, is he up um, there with you? With that? Is he up there with you in Oregon? No, but we talk quite often. Okay. So. Well, maybe we can find somebody else and maybe a couple of other ones that want to do a joint project, you know? Yep. Agreed. Yeah, okay. great idea. Okay, right. so well, we can talk about that next time. Okay. So um, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording for this one, and we'll just start a new recording uh, for the call that's coming up. Okay, hold on.